2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Hour number three to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. TheTruckRate.com. Text line 877 881 105 877 881 105.3, if you want to get in on the conversation, the latest buzz surrounding the NFL draft and some of the best fits for the prospects that will be selected in this year's NFL draft, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atula, at Rigo Mendoza, ETC on Twitter. Et cetera. If you want to give us a follow there. Do you listen to the Etcetera's podcast? The whomst? Talking about for
0: um, Eastfield Community College? Or no. No, then no. Uh, no, because, I, again, that's the reason why the I, I needed a, a professional, uh, you know, e- Twitter account for that for, for when I was working at the et at Eastfield Community College. And, um, yeah, that's, again, I stuck with the uh, the Twitter because where, of it. Where were okay. you talking
1: about? Talking about Kevin Durant's podcast. No. Oh, no. Called right. the et cetera's? I had no idea. Oh, okay. Um, You should look at it. It's actually pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, he gave his uh, flowers to uh, Dirt Navisky saying that Dirt should be the last uh, player to give their Hall of Fame speech later on this summer, feeling like he has earned the right to be able to be the last one to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame later on this year.
2: I have to go back and look at the class because for some reason I'm already forgetting it, but I,
1: I, I think that's probably fair. It includes uh, Dwayne Wade, yeah, Tony Parker, yeah, Paul Gasol, uh-huh. Greg Popovich, uh, Becky Hammond. Yeah,
2: they'll typically let a player go over a coach, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they, I think Dirk should go last. Dirk, it yeah. does seem like Dirk probably should actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, speaking of the Mavericks, they don't know how to lose a basketball game properly, uh, because right now they are winning right now over the Chicago Bulls. The score right now is eighty-one to seventy-three. As the Dallas Mavericks have seen performances from. Uh, Markeith Morris, who's got 13 points. Keefy, baby. Um, Davis Bertans has 10. Jaden Hardy has nine. He hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first half. That's right. Uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, JaVale McGee's a perfect four for four. He's got nine points as well. Even Frank Nilekina's got seven. Luka Doncic was shut down after uh, a few seconds into the second quarter. He hit a basket and was taken out. And his season we believe, is over, we no think. No one's dying. Well, we know, Jason. You've made that very clear. Um. So the Mavericks right now leading by eight with about four and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Remember, the Mavericks have to win their final two games, and then the Thunder have to lose to the Grizzlies on Sunday in order for the Mavericks to qualify for the final play-in spot. Otherwise, if the Mavericks lose tonight, their season will be over after Sunday. Hey, man.
2: I was going to say the Mavs are shooting that ball, but honestly, it's just not that these teams are shooting incredible. They're not shooting poorly, but they're not shooting incredible. 38% from deep for the Mavs, 33% from three for the Bulls. Just so-so.
1: So-so. Uh, let's talk some NFL right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, as we do. A reminder that your draft coverage will be right here on 105 through the fan on April the 27th, Thursday, April 27th draft coverage begins at six o'clock on that Thursday night and will last until 11 p.m. with the broadcasting of the NFL draft. Then you'll have the post NFL draft show with myself and the three time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. So you don't want to miss that uh, on Thursday, April the 27th. Speaking of Chris Arnold, Will Chambers, and Joey, the Jet Erickson. They will be at the Twin Peaks at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Yes, they will. uh, Tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, Twin Peaks, Texas Motor Speedway, Will Chambers, the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold, and Joey Erickson will be broadcasting live from that Twin Peaks location um, this weekend. I'm sure they will be talking plenty about the NFL draft as well as we will hear because the best team fits for the top playmaker prospects going into the draft. This is coming from Matt Bowen of ESPN, Mm -hmm. a terrific writer for there. He breaks his categories up. He's got the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends that he is looking at in terms of the playmakers in this year's NFL draft. And we're going to start with the most popular running back in America right now,
0: from Deuce the college Vaughan. ranks. Nah, Deuce Vaughn. Um, yep. No. Mm-hmm.
1: I, by the way, I would love Deuce Vaughn to be in a cowboy uniform. Everybody just, would. Just because, you know. His daddy worked for the organization. It would be pretty cool to see him. He's fun and little. If there's anything that yes. America likes is fun
2: little athletes or fun pudgy athletes.
1: <laughs> All right. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, No, I don't think so. That's right. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his best fit for Bijan Robinson, the Texas Longhorn product, would be for a team that's had a pretty good offseason so far themselves, especially on the defensive side. But they've got an interesting quarterback situation with a guy in his second year out of Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. You know what? It's not the name that
2: a lot of people would think of. But when you look at the Falcons, that's a team that, Again, we mentioned a couple of high-level pass catchers that they have. When you talk about Kyle Pitts and Drake London, to help kind of ease this thing along. But one thing, especially with with a quarterback that you don't feel is like incredible, have a solid run game, have an ability to dump off, and have an ability to like uh, add uh, pass protection. Bijan Robinson gives you all that.
1: He, He could go as high as number eight where the Falcons draft in the first round at number eight. And of course, that would make a lot of sense for Arthur Smith and his offense because you remember that one running back he used to coach uh, when he was the OC for the Titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Uh, So he knows a little something about utilizing running backs uh, pretty well. B. John Robinson going at eight to Atlanta would be tough for me to. Yeah, look. At least he wouldn't be going to Philly at 10.
2: Yeah, I think in (laughs) in the modern NFL the idea and the notion of like the running back value especially when you talk about drafting one um high for you know early first round is one where people are really skittish about and some of that is just like the opportunity cost if you're drafting a running back what are you not drafting there which is like the highest value type players that can affect your team especially players that you anticipate would be with your team, not just through their rookie contract like a lot of running backs, but through a second, maybe a third contract. I think that's the, that's the thing that uh, pushes people away. However, and you've heard this conversation time and time again because we didn't talked about B. John Robinson so much already, um, but he different. Right, like he's quite literally different. There's all there's many of uh, like the draft evaluators that I've heard talk about this. Like, oh no, he's quite literally the best running back prospect I've seen maybe since uh, Saquon Barkley, or maybe better
1: than Saquon Barkley.
2: Yeah, that's that's a little different than a little bit different than um what we're talking about with other running backs.
1: I like your thought there, nine four zero. I think Bijan to the charge at twenty one, seeing that this is Austin Eckler's last year, uh, since they are you know. Not willing to pay him, it looks like. That could be a terrific fit. Imagine Kellen Moore getting the services of Bijan Robinson to go along with Justin Herbert in that offense. Yeah. Sounds that, good. That would be that sounds great for Kellen Moore. Uh other players, uh, another running back that I think the Cowboys could be in play for. Um Jameer Gibbs. Alabama. Bowen has him going number 46 overall in the second round to the New England Patriots. Huh. Because
2: Jameer Gibbs, I know, like running back out of Alabama, so we kind of we kind of typecast, like, oh, so he's going to be a bell cow, kind of, but not really. I like, I think he he ends up being a little bit more of what you would consider kind of the well, I guess the kind of the way the people talked about Tony Pollard, right? Um, but hey, if there's anybody that knows how to utilize uh, running backs, Bill Belichick typically has you know some utilization of running backs. He's just typically. Or a lot of times you get guys that are a little bit more value picks and then you make them, you make them go really well. So I you'll never uh, see me shy away from the idea of a running back with uh, the
1: Patriots and them doing well. I wouldn't mind seeing Jameer Gibbs in a Dallas Cowboy uniform. I think that would be a good use of a second-round pick if Jameer Gibbs is there. Because uh, I don't expect B. John Robinson. You're not afraid
2: of the redundancy kind of of the play style between Tony Pollard and Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, especially understanding that you don't really have what you would consider like a bell cow short yardage type back on the roster?
1: I think it would be a move to get yourself prepared if you don't get a long term deal done with Tony Pollard okay. this offseason that you could just move and transition seamlessly to a Jameer Gibbs type uh, if you don't have Tony Pollard after the end of this year. All right. Uh, Let's go to the wide receivers because this may be very intriguing because (laughs) imagine we get to draft night and the Packers are there at number 15. And they take Jackson Smith in Jigba, which is where Bowen has his next playmaker as a wide receiver and the best fit for him going to Green Bay. Now you could look at that as a move to help out your young quarterback and Jordan Love, which it absolutely would be. Or if you're Aaron Rodgers, you say, "Hey, now hold on, now wait a minute." Nah, no, nah, no, it's not happening. That no, was like, nah. "It's not happening."
2: Which also, how funny would it be though, if it actually did? You know how we stopped drafting wide receivers for you in the first round? Good <laughs> you man
1: Again, that's more of an
2: us thing than anything.
1: I mean, However, they did draft Christian Watson, and uh, Christian Watson is
2: pretty damn good, man. Yeah, big quick dude or Mm -hmm. big fast dude I should say there's a distinction between quick and fast um and I think that's part of why the Jackson Smith and Jigba thing because like again we understand that he's not really like fast guy by any means right but when you already have a dude that can take the top off of a defense right now what you bring in is a dude that kind of just gets open that's a nice pairing and I think that's part of why this would be a good fit for
1: him uh other uh playmaking wide receivers. Um, one of these players had a 30 visit with the Dallas Cowboys. Zay Flowers could go number twenty one overall to the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, yet another weapon for Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert in that offense there. Yeah.
2: I'm like I'm trying to think who do they have as their slot guy? it's I'm having a hard time recalling and I guess they're I mean you still
1: got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen yes as your two but you kind of you kind
2: of profile them as outside guys mm-hmm. Josh
1: Palmer would be the other receiver yeah there
2: I do think that that might that might be helpful you know a guy
1: that has that speed and that capability um yeah I like it here's my favorite one though that uh of the wide receiver group that he has because okay. I think this is a perfect fit especially if they are able to retain their quarterback Quentin Johnston going number 22 overall to the Baltimore Ravens to go with Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson is there as their quarterback going forward there. Oh, I yeah. kind of like that. I really like that,
2: right? Again, the idea of a, a dude who can take the top off of a defense, big guy big as physical well. physical receiver, yes. Because one thing you'll notice, right? Think of the last three, four years of the Baltimore Ravens wide receiving course. Has there been a big guy in there? When was the last big wide receiver that you remember from the for the Baltimore Ravens at all? Is it Anquan, Anquan Bolden? Bolden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. That'd mm-hmm. be that would be helpful. Right. And then on top of that, then that allows Rashad Bateman to be, fall into like kind of a spot that you would think is a little bit better. And maybe you mess around and do the Quentin Johnston, mm-hmm. Rashad Bateman. And then you still say what's up to Odell Beckham Jr.
1: You could do that, but you know, they signed a dude who couldn't catch a cold and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, and they still have more. What they got Andrews to do with anything? Here. I'm just saying. Okay. By the way, I love this number here. Johnson averaged 17.8 yards per catch last year while forcing uh, 24 missed tackles on his receptions. Ah, Jalen Guyton. That's the one. I was like, there's one more guy. I just can't remember. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. Um, for the two of you, not a big fan of the TCU wide receiver. Hmm. Yeah.
2: he There's there's a little drop season there. And um, like he's not perfect by any means. It's one of the reasons why when we talk about the wide receiver... Um there the high end of this wide receiver draft class is not it's not otherworldly. Right, but you get into there's there's a decent amount of depth once you get past the top high end cuz again, Jackson Smith the Jigba is also one of those guys that like you can't really point to a thing that he does incredible besides just he gets open, which hey, I'll hey, take it.
1: Yeah, I'll take that in the NFL. Get open.
2: <laughs> also like a very particular skill set on top of I get open is incredibly helpful.
1: I'll just never forget the f- the fact that that cat put up three hundred forty seven receiving yards. Chuck it up their dog. In the Rose Bowl. Chuck it up their dog. Uh, real quick before I get to this next one, because this one is for your Dallas Cowboys. This is an interesting thought here from the six eight two. Getting Brandon Cooks tides us over until they get Marvin Harrison Ooh, Jr. Hey, 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 Junior hey, hey, Junior, hey, hey Junior hey, hey. Junior. Hey. Uh until when he's draft eligible Did if you we- dump that? oh my god i said junior now you don't don't get us in trouble harvin marison i don't know Uh. Uh, yeah that yeah but marvin harrison junior junior relax it's junior it's junior it's junior okay uh we somehow get him now that is what we need the next truly great cowboys receiver that would be kind of kind of kind of nice Oh, I mean, he's really good. I mean, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> what do think- you want me to tell you? Want yeah, me yeah, to say yeah, I, don't I don't do think- not want a really good wide receiver? But here's the thing: six eight two for your thought. There, I don't think M um, H J is going to be That's um, available. That for where that where you think the Cowboys will be picking? Uh, yes, gotcha. Yeah, I don't think he'll
2: be there. Okay. Um, I did see one that was interesting on here. Okay, for the Seattle Seahawks, the matches Jalen uh, Jalen Hyatt. I almost said Jalen Guyton because it's right in front of me. Jalen Hyatt. And one of the reasons why I think this is interesting is because Jalen Hyatt in Tennessee, and again, this is one of those, is it all he can do or is that all that the offense asked him to do? But he ran a lot of nine routes, a lot of go routes. And so like that speed ends up being a big thing. Six foot, 176. Um, and of course, like the body type isn't the same, but like the idea of, oh, this dude kind of runs, runs one route. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Sound anything like uh, D.K. Metcalf? Yeah. And really, that was a concern for D.K. Metcalf. People were like, or for folks with D.K. Metcalf, they're like, oh, he can't run these routes. And the Seahawks were like, what if we turn that non-route across the field? <laughs> and he just runs straight across the field. And they're like, oh, no, this works. <laughs> and so, like, that level of ingenuity with him, I do think that that's something that maybe teams find a way to utilize him in a similar way. Especially considering, like, modern NFL running across the middle don't mean the same thing as when Michael Irvin was doing that. You know what I mean? Mhm so i I do think that that's actually really interesting.
1: uh, the last one on here we go to the tight ends real quick, and this is a player that we've kind of talked about a little bit. Michael Mayer to the Dallas Cowboys a six foot four two hundred forty nine pound tight end from Notre Dame, going number twenty six overall to the Dallas Cowboys. What happened
2: <laughs> on the truckrack dot line. 877 881 From the 469, KG should announce this 36th
1: pick.
0: You're really? 36! Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Why is the 36 special? Oh, I get it. It's <laughs> elite text. It's elite texting. 469. Oh,
2: 469. That's, that's elite I texting. I was about to help out,
1: but I. Yeah, I, you, I looked over and you were. You've you were done taking enough a sip of, of, of that tonight, Rego. So Thank cool. you. You've done enough of that. Where's Larry when you need him? No, I'm just joking. Um, Enjoying his Friday evening. That's okay? true. Uh, why he fits drafting mayor would fill a need on the Dallas roster with veteran Dalton Schultz leaving for the Texans in free agency. Mayor also fits Mike McCarthy's offense as a tight end with the receiving and blocking traits to impact the game plan. Mm-hmm. McCarthy could scheme mayor for quarterback Dak Prescott on play action and boots with Mayer running unders and crossers. I mean, he was huge. He was huge. Pretty much the,
2: the entire offense for Notre Dame, it felt like, this season. Man. Yes. So, I mean, that level of play, I understand it doesn't, it seems like, I mean, if he's not going to be a yards after catch, if he's not going to be like attack the seam all the time with speed, why are you getting him? I think you need to understand, like, he's incredible high level that I do all these things. And so that is the reason why I, I always find this. I find this player particularly appealing.
1: NFL Draft 20 Days Away, your home of the Cowboys, 105 Through the Fan, will have all of your coverage Thursday, April 27th, beginning at 6 p.m., right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, we go around the association where the Mavericks don't know how to tank. Next on the Get Right.
2: is brought to you by Frankel & Frankel. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel & Frankel. The consultation is always free. Visit truckrec.com.
1: Apparently, Theo Pinson doesn't know what it's like to play, you know, more than five minutes in a game. Oh, God. <laughs> Casey Smith had to walk over to him during the TV timeout. Like, hey dog, you all right, man? He was on his he was on a knee. <laughs> on a knee, like. With his who? head bowed,
2: like he was praying, like, like he was Tim Tebow <laughs> or
1: something. <sighs> like, oh man, this this is how this is how y'all play. Look we probably shouldn't look at joke. Look, y'all playing this many minutes? All right. We probably shouldn't <laughs> joke because yeah, I
2: mean, maybe he had like a legitimate injury. No, yes.
1: That's so, very true. <laughs> yeah. Be serious, KG. I- I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. The Mavericks who look not as serious as we want them to be. As they're trying to um they're trying to win this game, apparently. Uh, And We're going to go around the association here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Tula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here as we go inside the gray area here in 15 minutes here on 105 through the fan. Um, The Mavericks right now are leading the Chicago Bulls 98-96 with 649 left in the fourth quarter. Now, the scenario, Rigo, as we go around the association here, goes like this. The magic number for the Mavericks is one. If the Mavericks lose tonight, their chances of making the play-in officially end. If they win tonight and they win on Sunday over the San Antonio Spurs and the Thunder lose to the G League Memphis Grizzlies, who we'll get to here in just a moment... The Mavericks will accidentally find themselves in the play-in as the 10 seed. <laughs> how wild would it be when they're like, "All right, we finally give it up." Oh, see, he slipped. I realized
2: that that was not the start of the. Se- I started the sentence one way, and then I mm-hmm, finished the sentence mm-hmm, a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but Theo mm-hmm. Pencil legitimately hurt himself; his legs just went out from underneath them. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, how weird would it be if they if they finally gave it up and they're like, "You know what? It's never gonna happen," and then that's when it happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Mavs, like, we gave up the goals for the rest of the season, but yet, it's still, we bumped into the, the play in by accident. Um, and in that scenario, they would be taking on. Is it the Pelicans? No, no, no. No,
2: the Pelicans are in the 7 8 portion
1: of this. So they would be taking on whom? Y'all made me pull up the standings. Yeah, because I, I don't forgot. Was, was it that the Timberwolves?
2: Too. The Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, you got to see the Timberwolves in a 9 Ooh, 10. Boy. Game? Well, I mean, I guess you should be happy that they don't really like passing Rudy Gobert the ball. And it's not like Rudy Gobert is like any
1: level of incredible post-scorer. Let me ask you a question. What's that? Who the hell guarding Anthony Edwards? You? <laughs> that means they're not making the Get NBA to stretching. playoffs. Limber up. <laughs> Limber up, dog. Yeesh. You know, Anna's going to dunk on somebody's head top. And I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, but that is the scenario that we are in. Uh, For the Dallas Mavericks with about six minutes about to be left in the fourth quarter against the Chicago Bulls. Game side. (laughs) They did it. They blew the 11-point lead. You
2: didn't think they could do it, did
1: you? No, I know they can do it. Uh, I've seen it multiple times this year. Another game of note tonight, uh, if you're watching NBA action, is the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies absolutely destroyed. The Milwaukee Bucks. You say, Kevin, why is that game important? It is because the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday. Memphis won't have much to play for, uh, depending on how things shake out with Sacramento. If things go the way that they are lined out right now, Memphis will finish as the two-seed behind the Denver Nuggets. The Sacramento Kings will finish as the three-seed, which means the Grizzlies would probably play their G League version on Sunday against the Oklahoma City Thunder, allowing the Thunder to get a win to be able to secure the final play-in spot on Sunday. Hey, the Bulls have the lead.
2: Um, we learned today by Asham Sharania of the Athletic mm-hmm. that the Pelicans have ruled out Zion Williamson for play-in turner for the play-in tournament. So obviously they're going to play in the play-in. Um. They either they are in the seven seed, so they will have an opportunity to either win the first game and immediately become the seven for the playoffs or even have a second, you know, second chance game for the eight seed. So there's a possibility that two games are going to go by and neither of them will have Zion Williamson. Um, But his status is in doubt for the start of potential playoff, but they're still not ruling him out for the entirety of it. What do we do with Zion Williamson at this point? Shut him down. Well, not even shut him down. Like, this is a dude that
1: hasn't played since January second.
2: And through how many seasons now has Zion Williamson been in the league?
1: I I can't even count the number of games.
2: Let me, let me pull it up right here, right quick. Through four seasons, he has played a total of 114 games
1: out of a possible
2: how many? Three hundred some.
1: Jeez.
2: Like he when he plays, he's incredible. But he has not played way too much. Play. And like you're coming up on a time where you need to work on an extension. What do you do with that?
1: Uh, keep him. <laughs> Just hope that one day he's healthy enough to play for a full season or at least a majority of a season. Here's what's wild about the scenario of a Zion Williamson not being able to play. Now that the CBA has instituted the 65 game. You know, oh, he ain't never going to be All-NBA. That's what I'm saying. Like, his money, <laughs> he messed up his own money by not being able to play because when he's on the floor, well, he's— Well, it's not a- like he's trying to not play, though. I know. I'm just saying, but yeah. not being on the floor messes up his money because when he's on the floor, he's incredible. But not being available hurts his ability to not only help his team win, but also make money, significantly more money, I should say. Well, David Griffin and the Pelicans going to have some decisions to make.
2: Um, How about this? All right, let's 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 move this along as okay. we go around the association. Believe it or don't believe it. Rigo, you want to play along? Believe or don't believe, all right? Sure, why not? <clears throat> this is per Jared Weiss, at Jared Weiss NBA on Twitter. Jalen Brown cut his right hand picking up a glass vase that he knocked over while watering his plants last night and got five stitches. He said that he's expected to be ready for the playoffs, but he's pissed. Believe or don't believe that that is how the five stitches in his hand, or the, how the cut in his hand was necessary or was acquired, and that needed five stitches. God, that was awful.
1: Yeah, I believe it. I don't believe it. No, no. no. Jalen Brown's get down don't look like he would be out here capping for, you know, to not be playing basketball. Like, I don't get that vibe from him. Did
2: Zion already sign his extension?
1: I don't think so. I was yeah, they did.
2: They. Agreed on the five year rookie max. Oh, that's max. right.
1: Okay. The rookie max. Okay. Thank Good luck you. with that. Thank you. Uh,
2: But yes, yeah, so you believe that, like, that's because I hear a cut that require five stitches and I'm like, that sounds kind of, oh, yeah. that sounds kind of uh like a big deal. And for some reason, I'm like, you know, that the glace is va- uh, the, the vast, that the. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The vase? Yep. I am struggling today. Pause. I am Baz. so struggling Buzzing. today. My goodness. That the vase is glass, right? And when it breaks, I have, did it break in his hand?
1: I thought he said he was trying to pick it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he just dropped it and tried to pick up the pieces off the floor. And he he got a cut that required five whole stitches? I mean, yeah, I mean, glass is sharp. And if he picked it up, if he reached down the wrong way and, you know, hit a sharp edge or something, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I think I'm. A three I don't know why here. you don't think this is as plausible as is uh, reported it to be. Sounds fishy. Hmm. I
2: just want you to know that. Okay. I'm watching you, Jalen Brown.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yes, yeah, like that. Okay. All right. Just not sure.
1: <laughs> You're <laughs> like not- Drake. You got your eyes on him. That's right. <laughs> Views, huh? Sure.
2: <laughs> um. Michael Jordan's house was burglarized.
1: Somebody broke into MJ's mansion? Yeah.
2: In Highland Park,
1: Illinois. Who would be stupid enough to do that?
2: Uh, Apparently, somebody uh, broke into his house, uh, and police responded to a burglary in progress. And an 18-year-old, Raiden K. Haggadern, that's the best effort you're getting, was arrested on the scene As officers arrived just after 4 p.m. local time, so this young man, in the in the brighter daylight, decided to burglarize Michael Jordan's home, and was around when the police got there.
1: So let me ask you a question, please do. What What do you think you're gonna accomplish when you get inside? Like, what are you looking for?
2: I don't know. I I imagine. What you trying to take? It's a big house, right? Um, but my
1: thing about it is once you
2: break into the house, you gotta know you don't got a lot of time, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, gotta, what, get,
1: you what, gotta, let's go. Like what specifically are you going there to get that you feel like you can break into Michael's house and have then have enough time to go get it and then leave? Six rings.
2: They're looking for Michael's special stuff.
1: You remember the, the time?
2: You remember the time the when? Uh, you remember when? Uh, the time when Daffy and Bugs broke into his house?
1: Okay, they broke in. But they weren't, you know, dismissed from the home because the kids came out and was like, hey. Yeah, so he just got to talk to the kids. What's up? And Larsa. Remember, those kids were uh, small, and they're actually not his kids either. I think you got a little bit of a problem there with your, uh, your idea there. It was
2: oh, trip. that's right. It's
1: a good try, though.
0: Wait, so you're telling me that that other person in the in the house wasn't his wife as well? My God, my childhood was a lie.
1: All right, go Relax. Relax. As we continue around the association here. Uh, One minute left in the Bulls and Mavericks game. Bulls up 113-110 with exactly one minute left to go at the American Airlines Center. Season on the brink for the Mavericks. So, another thing that's happening
2: around the association. Down 45 in Houston. It is starting to sound like. Steven Silas, once of the Dallas Mavericks uh, coaching staff. Oh, may not make it past this season as the head coach of the Houston Rockets. Oh,
1: no. It's been tough sledding. I mean, GM Rothfield Stone, um, Steven Silas, obviously Tillman Fertitta, the governor of the Rockets. They've got some young talent there. The, the level of just basketball IQ, though, collectively for that group is basically non-existent. I mean, they can score and all, but they just lost a lot of the time. And I think, I'm not going to lie, I think Steven may have gotten in. He's a good man, good, solid man, good coach in this league for a long time. Yeah. Uh, his father is the late Paul Silas, of course, one of the and titans And he, de- he dealt with that while on the job. Yes, yes. Um,
2: and he, he really bared his soul, was pretty emotional yes. in public. Yes. And it sounded like he was fairly emotional at some point with, I think there was a report that, you know, he he was which, moved to tears when he when he felt like he was not reaching his team.
1: Which Windhorse walked back, apparently. Yeah. Um But overall, it just not has not gone well for him. No, for them, this,
2: it, the, the team does not play a cohesive style of basketball. Understanding, though, that he has been tasked with a whole bunch of, you know, a ragtag bunch of uh, Near youngsters. Near impossible task there, yes. And it's like, you've got to find a way to make that a cohesive unit, but it just has not at all. Um, so Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report has, mm. is kind of reporting that the Rockets aren't expected to bring back uh, Stephen Silas, some names that have been put out there as potential candidates to replace him. Nick Nurse and Scott Brooks?
1: Scott Brooks would be a stabilizing coach. Nick Nurse is a more of an upside move, I would think, for this group. Um, that thing in Toronto is just weird, man. They've got a lot of talent between OG and Anubi, Scotty Barnes, obviously Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, you would have thought that they would have been a much more achieving team this year. And maybe things have just run its course in Toronto with Nick Nurse. Oh, yeah, they absolutely – because they, were, they weren't they were very good this They were actually pretty not
2: good this year. Yeah, Offense has never been something outside of, like, the Kawhi Leonard year that they've done particularly well, which mm-hmm. is my concern with, you know – the idea of Nick Nurse coaching up the Rockets, the young Rockets, but he does seem to figure out defense. Although he would be throwing out the the box and one and triangle and two,
1: <laughs> those junk defenses. But hey, if
2: they gotta run de- if they gotta run zone, it's 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 despicable. But the way that they're doing right now, it looks like they don't even know that there's five guys on the court. Real quick before we go, I talked about how Jimmy Butler sometimes just like has an effect on winning that is outsized above his stats. It's a will player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? As the, as the season turns up towards the end of the season, Jimmy Butler over the past three games, 29-5-9 and nine on 75% shooting. That's what Jimmy Butler does. He's just like, oh, it's time to play. Here
1: we go. He plays with such a forceful will that he just uh, – it's something that you really can't describe. Obviously, he's a terrific player, but there's just a certain magnetism that comes with Jimmy Butler and the way that he affects teams that a lot of players and teammates who just identify and get down with that. I think it's just, I think it's incredible.
2: I'll never forget the time and I don't even care if it's true or not. I I mean, the reporting, it oh. wasn't wrong. The time he walked into, uh, what was it? Timberwolves practice. Yes. It was like, give me the third stringers. We be all you I'm we gonna whoop y'all ass today and proceeded to do it. Such a, sports are better with personalities. And Jimmy Butler is one of them. Outstanding personality. Anyways, I guess that's around the association.
1: It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area. I'm going to let you know how things finished at the America Airlines Center and how much Diddy and (laughs) Sting made on this deal. Next on the Get Right. It's officially over. The Dallas Mavericks have been eliminated from playoff contention. It's the get right. we Reggie KG on five three. The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Rego Mendoza holding it down for you here. We're about to go inside the gray area here in just a moment. What, what
2: noise does the tank make?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. It's not a joke. It was a genuine question. It's probably the sound that was made off of the uh, side of the backboard that McKinley Wright threw up at the end of the game. The Mavericks fall 115-112. to 112. <laughs> oh, No, let them no. see your face. No, it let them see your face.
2: Again.
1: Oh, No, show your face. Don't hide now because you sure had a lot of laughter during the break. I mean, I did too because we was laughing at the Mavericks. <laughs> Here's how the Mavericks game ended. Y'all ready for this? By the way, before I get to that, Luka Doncic showered and changed into sweats, rejoined his teammates on the bench midway through the third quarter. They haven't seen Kyrie since halftime. Kyrie's on an aer- airplane. Kyrie said, I'm getting the hell out of here, bro. On his way to Bullock Island. Uh, he's gonna find an incomplete island because he's not there yet. Oh, okay. There you go. Tim McMahon. Uh with two thirty-three remaining in the third quarter, Kyrie Irving emerged from the tunnel and sat down uh in the baseline courtside seat next to Mark Cuban. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he did hang around. That's nice. Mark said, hey hey, 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 you you come sit right here, Kyrie. Let me talk. Let me let me talk to you. LA Knight. Um but here's how the Mavericks. Wow.
2: What happened? Your leaders for your Mavericks. A J Lawson probably had like thirty, didn't he? McKinley Wright, uh huh. Marquise Morris,
1: Marquise, and Luka Doncic. Thirteen points. Nobody had more than thirteen points. It felt like A J Lawson was getting all the buckets. Wow. Nobody finished. A J, J. Lawson had twelve. Wow. wow. So Luka Doncic in thirteen minutes, one of your leading scores. Yeah, I need somebody to find that clip and clip that for me. The Mavericks were professional tankers at the end of this. On the last possession alone, they had a black three-pointer by Derrick Jones Jr., two air balls, and a mckinley Light three-pointer off the side of the backboard on the right side of the floor. Hilarity to end the Mavericks season as the dysfunctional season from hell is now over for the Mavericks officially eliminated from playoff contention. Congratulations to uh, Ruben Portillo and his Oklahoma City Thunder. What the hell is DeAndre Ayton wearing? What, what's going on here? A leather bucket hat. Oh, DeAndre, you got to remember, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Aiden from the islands. You know what I mean? So like, A leather bucket hat, though. That's right. He from the islands. That's how we kick off going inside the gray area. I'm sorry, that was bad radio there. Sorry about that. Oh, this is new. Who is this? Guess. No, I don't even I'm fresh out.
0: There's an evil smile behind this producer in the pimp cup
1: and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to let you You need to tell me who this is. Tell me who this is. Reg, you want to help him? Nope. <laughs> You're going to have to. This is what we're doing.
2: I wanted to give you something new so that you can so
0: your palate can be a little bit more cleansed with, you know, more uh able tesafe
2: this the weekend.
0: This is the weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. What you think? That's right. Two one four. Leather bucket hat
1: sounds fire. Talk to these me- people. Who? Uh, the four six nine. <laughs> Mass pregame chant. One two three.
0: Cancun. <laughs>
1: Let me let me say this to all the MFFLs out there who are you know on their way home tonight. Hopefully you're tuned in here on the uh, the get right here on 105 through the fan. I, I I'm, I'm so sorry for y'all because there's a lot of why Ma- they're free. No, <laughs> some would feel that way, um, but I I know there's a lot of Mavericks fans who really really support this team and are diehard Mavericks fans who have been just watching this team and the dysfunction throughout the entirety of the season and all the ups and downs that it's been through and then for it to officially come to a thud by losing at home by 3 to the Chicago Bulls um just the fall from grace from western conference surprise western conference final appearance uh a season ago to literally not making the playoffs the next year is i'm sure for a lot of Mavericks fans disappointing but hey Maybe you fall into something if you're able to keep your, your pick. This year, in the NBA draft, which still remains to be seen, by the way, if that is going to to happen. Um, I'm not sure if this has been updated. Let me see. Mm-hmm. No,
2: the Mavs came into the game 38 and 43, correct? 38 and 42. Oh, okay, yeah. So they they still remain. Uh, they still have the 10th best odds.
1: For uh. Or so yeah. Uh yeah By the way, the Chicago Bulls uh are they were already locked into the play in win, lose, or draw uh from the two one four. It hurts KG. Damn. Mm. Well,
2: maybe this will make it hurt just a little bit less. The oh. Mavs have a thirteen point nine percent chance at a top four pick.
1: Thirteen point nine percent at a top four pick? Mm-hmm. 3% chance of the number one overall pick. Wait, for what? For number one overall, it was what? 3%. Oh, okay. There's a chance in there. You said thirteen, nearly 14% chance to get a top four pick? Yeah. Remember, that's part of the
2: lottery to stop teams from like just aiming to get to the bottom entirely. Wow. Making it so that there is. That's there. a pretty decent shot at a top four
1: pick. That's
2: why some people wanted to tank.
1: Let's just throw it around for kicks for a quick second. Okay.
2: You want to just move the gray area to 1020? No, 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 no no
1: no, that's good. That's good. Um you take a Brandon Miller there if he's there at four? Why not? Just I'm just asking. Because Victor going obviously going one.
2: Yeah. Scoot probably two. Mm-hmm. Uh actually, I could pull up a, a mock draft for you.
1: Because Brandon Miller's not falling outside of the top five, I don't think. No. All right, so at
2: least let's go with Kevin O'Connor's mock draft from the ringer. All right. right? Obviously Big Vic, number one. Right. Victor Wembayama. Mm-hmm. Scoot Henderson, number two out of G League Ignite. Brandon Miller, three is where he places them. And then A-man Thompson and uh Alcer Thompson. I'm definitely saying that wrong. Uh going back to back at four and five. So, you know, one of those one of those types of guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, for the four remember, y'all thought the Mavs were going to be better than the Lakers? <laughs> Who was y'all? Who was y'all?
0: That sounds like a one Justin Honoré texting in. He's a big Lakers fan.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I
1: Shout mean, look, for Honoré. all the, the crap that we give Rob Palenka, he did a hell of a job midseason in getting this thing. Cleaning
2: up his mess. Yes, clean up his own Thank mess.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, but he did it and did it very well that the Lakers in position where they are right now. But yes, the Mavericks have officially been eliminated for playoff contention. As they lose 115-112 to the Chicago Bulls, Luka Doncic shut down for the rest of the season after scoring 13 points on 4 of 11 from the field. Played 12 and a half minutes as his season comes to an end. Yeah, that's interesting. You look at the five-year run for the uh, Luka Doncic Mavericks. Missed the playoffs in his rookie year. Lost in the first round. the Clippers. Lost in the first round to the Clippers all the way to the West finals. Mm -hmm. Missed the playoffs entirely in his fifth full season. The headline goes like this as we're inside the gray area. Are you going to have time for this? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Diddy claims Sting gets paid an absurd amount of money each day over this iconic sample So, apparently... Oh,
2: is it, uh, I'll Be Missing You? Sorry. That's I was, right. I was like, I was, I was... Yeah. Yes. The Police. Uh-huh. Every movie you make, the, the wildest stalker song. Like, it's, it sounds all nice, and you're like, oh, no, this is a stalker. It's crazy. And then Look Diddy was like, we can make this a, a, a memorial song. Don't
1: worry about it. I got it. <laughs> um... Now, in 2020, a report surfaced that claimed Sting was raking in $2,000 a day thanks to the deal that supposedly doesn't expire until the year 2053. However, based on what Diddy claimed earlier this week, the number is actually closer to $5,000 a day. Nice. Um, Which apparently is kind of a bargain compared to how much money he reportedly pays his pays the mother of one of his children to stay off social media
2: oh you're gonna take us to the shade room aren't you i'm not doing all that <laughs> i'm not
1: doing that take it to the shade area oh no i'm not trying to get a uh, slap with a copyright there thanks uh, oh okay. <laughs> hey shade room got people all over the place i ain't trying to hear from them um that's crazy uh he said on his official twitter account today did did he I want y'all to understand I was joking. It's called being facetious. I don't know why he capitalized facetious, but he did. Me and Sting have been friends for a long time. He never charged me 3000 or $5,000 a day for Missing You. He probably makes more than $5,000 a day from one of the biggest songs in history. So nice. You. Well, samples be hitting like that, huh? Yeah, man. Samples good work, man. If we're assuming that has been the case for the past 25 years, that means... Sting would have raked in more than $47 million from a song he literally had no personal involvement with. That's if we are to believe that he was getting $5,000 a day for his sample. Um, from the two and four, but isn't, what is isn't No, this is uh, the gray area, not shades of gray. No, 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 no. It's the gray area.
2: Why is it called the gray area?
1: Because there is no gray area. But then wouldn't you not call it? Just go with it. Okay. Just go with it. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, yeah, 2-1 for the Shade Room is is pretty funny. There, You can find a lot of funny stuff there on the Shade Room. What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, that's your trip inside the gray area here on the Get Right. Reg's been doing a lot of laughing. I don't know what's I don't going. know what you're talking about. No, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Laughing at the Mavericks, laughing at random Text. I don't know what's going on here. Coming up next, what's you going to do now that the Mavericks are eliminated? <laughs> Better it? things. We'll talk about it next on the get right.